Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. What's your most recent world champion? Uh, Siri. Yeah. Was it 2021? Yeah. WTDA, uh, wasn't it? WTDA, and I think 2021, and she may have, she also won the National Current Feist. Series won six world hunts now. That's her. Wow. That's her sixth title. Yes. She has three squirrel titles, a coon title, and two combination titles. Very nice. Now, what's she out of? She is out of... Uh, iPod and a little female, me and Chuck had sold, uh, which her name is Nana. Okay. Yep. They're all jukebox mm-hmm. bred somewhere along the line. Yeah. We're hunting her and we're hunting another dog called High Voltage now. And Blake's handling her, him okay. rather. And he's doing real, real well with him. He's done really well for the last number of years. Uh, and won quite a bit of money with him last year. But Syrian. Syrian high voltage right now are the two. Uh, we also have a dog called Joe Dirt. He won a world hunt about two years ago. And we have uh, 34 world champions from our from our kennel. That's not uh, that's not as if we sold you a dog and you put a world title on it. That is actually what we won just from the jukebox kennel itself. Okay. Do you have a number of world hunts beyond that? Like like you said, people that you've sold dogs to? No, we never really kept track of that because what happens sometimes is they don't use the jukebox surname, mm-hmm. so we lose track of them down the road. Or someone else bought the dog, and then we, we may find out later that it was a jukebox dog. But yeah. um, no, the, the 34 is just what we won from our kennel itself. Okay. Now, for all the listeners, if you haven't figured out, we're talking jukebox mountain curse today. And I have with me Chuck Gaido. Uh, Ronnie Smith. Blake Perkins. You guys are jukebox kennels, and the guys are hunting these dogs. And well, Let's start with the beginning. Chuck, where did, where did all this start? <laughs> well, um, it, it was probably back around 1989. I bought my first squirrel dog down at the Kenton Nationals. Uh, that's in Kenton, Ohio. It was, a big, uh, uh, it was a big Labor Day event down there. Um, they had lots of dogs. Uh, that's where you could take your lights to get them worked on. Uh, lots of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the later years, it turned into kind of a flea market type of situation. I've heard some crazy stories about it. Oh, it was. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I st- still wish it was still going on. And so I bought that first dog there. And then um, uh, I bought jukebox about 90, 89, 90, somewhere in there. Okay. And uh, he went on to win... Uh, Ten world hunts. We just didn't, you know, we just thought we had a squirrel dog, and pretty soon we thought he's a little bit better than normal, and we started hunting him, and uh, uh, we started adding him up. And then then we started breeding him, and we've been uh, very successful over the years. We're, we're still winning world hunts. I'd and say so. <laughs> it started a long time ago, and we're still having a blast doing it. Uh, Ronnie and Blake and Mark, they they put a number of titles on the dogs, and, and they – deserve a lot of credit credit as late here and uh uh but we it's been a really great ride it really has met a lot of people made a lot of friends um sold a lot of pups and uh along the way and that's where we're here today but yep these guys right here um uh 
they're doing a great job. Now, when you said you bought Jukebox, was he a puppy or a finished starter dog, finished he, dog? <clears throat> he didn't have anything one on him. Um, his original name was Shawtaw Chief. And how we came up with the name Jukebox, I'll never know. Uh, <laughs> he was about a year and a half, maybe, when okay. I bought him. The guy that owned him previously uh, brought him to my house in the fall. I hunted him through the winter into the spring, and he came back in the spring and said he had to have him back. I tried everything in my power to buy him, and he didn't want to sell him. We had a young pup. It got hit by a car, so I had to go back down to see him to get another pup. And after a little and long conversation, uh, I ended up uh, getting him bought. Nice. And, uh, Part of the agreement was he wanted to hunt him in the uh, NKC World Hunt in Forest City, Arkansas. He thought he was good enough to hunt and, and win the hunt. And uh, there were uh, five rounds, and Sunday afternoon, Jukebox won his first world hunt. Very nice. Very good dog, and probably the biggest thing is he's a heck of a reproducer. Mm -hmm. And we're still hunting that line of dog. Yep. He had something special in him, I guess. Definitely. I hunted a daughter um off of him and i really liked her and you know and that was i hunted her fairly regularly i'm not even you know, like we were talking hunting with charlie a couple of times in a couple of hunts but we made a lot of friends and and over over these dogs so and we got a lot of repeat customers and mm -hmm. um like i said we just keep lucky enough and blessed enough to win yeah. um uh we don't have the only dogs out there there's a lot of other really really good dogs out there mm -hmm. um We've just been real fortunate in, in the original Mountain Curs. I think that us and there's some other breeders that we kind of trade back and forth. We put a little of their blood in our stuff, and we put a little of our blood into their stuff. And yeah, I think it's just turned out to be some real tough uh, Mountain Curs out there. Definitely. So what are some other notable dogs that have come from the kennel after Jukebox? iPod. Well, iPod's a little further down the road. Let's, let's go right after Jukebox. Probably well, Augie, wasn't it? Yeah, we had a, a jukebox Augie. He won five world hunts. And a jukebox Bud, he was a world champion. Uh, jukebox Carbon Copy. Um, let's see, we had uh, jukebox Babe, jukebox Charlie. Bondo. Yep, Bondo was a heck of a dog, too. Who am I forgetting? Then it was probably iPod, and then, you know, iPod, and then we started Siri, and... High Voltage and Joe and Timber and Charlie. And, I mean, mm -hmm. we just had some good dogs take the hunts, I guess. And and you guys, not only competition, uh, you guys kill some squirrel and coon with these dogs. That's for sure. Well, that's what we all have in common. We just love to go hunting. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, uh, that's just what we do. If we're not hunting, we're talking about hunting. Or we're talking about how we can make the dogs better. Yeah. Change something that we've been doing to, to make it better. And that's just what. That's that's a, that's i know I'd probably speak for all that's my life mm -hmm. i go to work and i go i hunt yeah know? and uh I, I guess i made up with it i always have been and then i got in got hooked up with chuck probably gosh we're probably pushing 20 years now that we've been okay and uh i guess it's i've always you know been always dogs mm -hmm. i had beagles i had hounds and and uh, got into I was actually how I got into squirrel hunt. I was helping Craig Williams had bought a pup off of Chuck, and I was hunting him for mm -hmm. him. And I'm like, man, this is fun. So I ended up <laughs> went down. I lived two miles from Chuck, knew who he was, and didn't really 
Yeah. Ended up go down there and bought a pup off of him and that's I've been squirrel hunting ever since. So there you go. that was before me and him actually become partners. That was several years before that. So. Okay. Yeah, and uh we've we've had a good partnership, I think. I mean And then uh we also had Mark in the mixed. We got Blake, he's ate up with it. Both these guys here is they eat and sleep it. And we got Jake Perkins, he helps us too. It's just between one of us, <laughs> there's a dog going to the woods quite a bit. Yeah, and, I'd say and, so. And uh, Ronnie's the, when it's time to go, it's time to go. Ronnie will come in, and he'll walk back to this spot and then back to this spot, and it's like it's time to go. <laughs> he doesn't want to visit. He wants to go to the woods. It was probably, what, seven years ago when you guys brought me on? Yeah. Yep. yep. I, uh, I hunted hounds my whole life. thought, man, I want to try this squirrel hunting thing. There you go. I seen they had a pup for sale, and I messaged them and ended up buying it. And it wasn't very long after that, Ronnie sent me a message. He said, hey, you want to go hunting in the morning? Well, one thing led to another, and this is this is my life. <laughs> I bought a house five minutes away from the kennel just. <laughs> just so you could be there, huh? Yeah. yeah. So how many, how many dogs do you guys typically keep in the kennel? Ooh, my wife listens to this podcast. Yeah. I don't know if I might have to make her first trip to the kennel. <laughs> she, she, she thinks there's three out there. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've got a number. I've got a – Ronnie and I both have a kennel full, and Blake keeps some of the dogs down there at his place. And, yeah, we've got some females now that we just use uh, – we can't hunt them all. You know, we might champion mm-hmm. them out or um, – uh, maybe like their bloodlines real well, what they have. But uh, when they start getting some age on them, we're working on the next generation coming up. And yep. uh, we're fortunate enough we're on, uh, we've got four generations of world champions. We were four deep working on the fifth one. Okay. That's impressive. Like I said, that's why I wanted to talk to you guys. I mean, I've hunted with some jukebox bred dogs where, you know, stuff that maybe partly, you know, go back to it. So, and I've always liked it. That's why I wanted to definitely talk to you. But, the the consistency of the line is one thing that really stood out to me. There's not too many people that can say they've won world champion after world champion with multiple generations. It's not just that one superstar dog. It's the consistency of every generation. And it seems like every year the competition gets stiffer and stiffer. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you haul to a hunt and you're looking at 60 head there, that's the best in the country. you got to be on your A game. Yeah. And, you know, it's about getting your lucky breaks. and You know that as well as anybody. Now, what uh, registries are you guys hunting in now? Uh, NSD, USDC, um, OMCBA. WTDA. National Current Feist. And we did some MKC, too. MKC also. We we did some UKC. He actually won the uh, triple crown crown with uh, high voltage this year. Okay. So you guys literally hunt just about everything. Well, we can with our, you know, with our work schedules and mm-hmm. when we can get off. And I mean, there's we'd like to hunt more, but you mm-hmm. know, it's just there's weekends that Ronnie will be in Tennessee, and me and Jake and Jared or whoever else is left there at the kennel will load up and we'll try to hit a money hunt here close to the house. And... Mm-hmm. The squirrel hunts have come a, a long ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be one or two registries that everybody hunted it in. And as the years go on, um, this registry started. Now, there's some really old registries, but there's also some fairly new ones. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the new ones, it's more of the money hunts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old ones was, the old registries were more of a titled hunt. Uh, maybe you were hunting for a dog box or uh, 
some kind of hunting gear and stuff like that. And now uh, the new hunts are uh, a lot more uh, money-driven. Yeah. I think that's kind of common in both the coonhound world and the squirrel dog world now. Absolutely. So with with everything going up in price, people kind of want something back out of it. Well, it costs a lot to, if you want to say, to run the kennel. Mm-hmm. It does. It costs a lot to go to the hunts. It does. And uh, the entry fees alone can eat you up. I mean, mm-hmm. um, some people have some money behind them, and that's great. And maybe I'm a little jealous of that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But truthfully, um, uh, I mean, uh, and there's a lot of good people in this. I mean, and there's a lot, like, kind of going back to what Blake said, uh, you go to these hunts now, and any any dog there um, really could win the hunt. Yeah. Uh, uh, if a dog gets on a roll, yeah, he's hot for a while, but that's what everybody goes through. But any dog that enters that hunt, the guys didn't drive this far, and they didn't pay that entry fee because uh, they didn't think they could win it. Yep. So dogs are tough. The people are great, and, and it's, it's really a popular sport right now. Mm-hmm. Do you guys tend to squirrel hunt more, or do you guys coon hunt both oh we definitely squirrel hunt more okay yeah are most of those world champion squirrel hunts yeah yeah. gotcha well look at your pictures you guys looks like you guys put some time in the coon woods oh we do and there's a lot of times we won the uh uh state squirrel hunt i know charlie was never hunted on coon we won the state squirrel hunt we stayed for the coon hunt he won the coon hunt that night uh, we did the same uh, thing with Siri at the World. Right, the iPod did the yep. did the same thing. Babe did the same thing. Never was out at night. We squirrel hunted her during the day. Won the state squirrel hunt, and then we would uh, we took them out the night for the first time, and we won the coon hunt with them. So, I guess if we hunt them during the day, we call them our squirrel dogs. If we hunt them our, our, <laughs> at night, we call them our coon dogs. But mm-hmm. uh, they'll go either way. Most most of them will. I'm not saying everyone will, but yeah. most of them most of them will. And sometimes. Um, you thought they liked squirrel hunting, and the next thing you know, they they like coon better than squirrel, and yep. that happens sometimes. And most too. of the ones we do coon hunt, they're the they're the older. You know, the dogs were not competition hunting anymore. Okay, I'm. It might just be me, but I always paranoid. I don't want to get a dog that that I think they can fall in love with coon. Yeah. And then when you're out there hunting early in the morning, they're trying yep. to run an old coon track yep. instead of training a squirrel, and that's mm-hmm. just. That, I don't know. It just might be me. It no, might be in my head. But no, I, I think that's very smart, um, and you've got a point because I've seen dogs that pick one game over another, and it tends to be the bigger, stinkier game. Yes, right. I, I had a coon dog that uh, he liked bears, and he just kind of shut off on coon. Yep. <laughs> Where were you guys hunting when you guys got on the bear? Was that Pennsylvania? That was Pennsylvania with Babe. I was hunting uh, <laughs> Babe in Pennsylvania, Doyle Sherman, and I can't remember. Jeff Brooks was on the cast, and – Wow. And I'm up in the cast. You know, Babe went in, jammed one up. I'm up. Uh, the other two dogs, they got on the track, and we didn't pick at it. And it sounded like they'd run it for a while and bay it up and then run it for a while. <laughs> well, they, they're wanting to call time out, you know. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> About that time I heard Babe, and she decided to join the chase. And, yeah, we called time out, and we got him. We actually, a guy seen the bear across the road, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was impressed how far they and how fast they could move a bear. But yeah, yep. I ain't, luckily got the dogs caught, and I ended up winning the cast. But wow, <laughs> not too often you you guys get to do that, especially where you live. No, no. yeah, yeah. They're not bear broke, huh? No, it yeah. works out pretty good. The group we got, like 
And Chuck's probably got the raw end of the deal. He gets stuck with the puppies and the phone calls. <laughs> yeah, we get the fun <laughs> part. Chuck gets the tough part. And that's one thing. He, he's he got a, you know, he deals with all the public. And me mm-hmm. and we load up and we go to the hunt. And uh, he does all the, to all my the opinion, the all scenes. the work. Yes. Yeah. And, There's a lot that goes into it. Mm-hmm. The thing that also sticks out with me, you know, like I said, the consistency is you guys have a good team, though. And I think that's another big thing. You wouldn't have done all this by yourself. No, not at all. I mean, it it started in the beginning, and uh, then uh, Mark was younger then, and he was hunting and stuff. And Ronnie came over one day, and he uh, he said uh, he said, "Hey, I want you to go out with this dog." I said, "Okay." And he said, "Some people want to go in half with me on it." And he asked me, "You know, what do you think?" And I kind of told Ronnie, "I said, you know." My advice to you is um, if you don't need the money, don't take on a partner. I said, it's not really a great thing to do, I don't think, but that's my opinion. And So we went out with the dog, and it was one of ours, and Ronnie was telling me how good he was doing. And so we went out the woods, and, man, he looked really good. And So we got done that night, and he says, what do you think? And I said, I think he's pretty good. And he says, well, some guys want to go in half. And I said, well, I'm telling you again, I probably wouldn't do it unless you really want. If you need the money, I'd say go ahead. And uh, Ronnie said to me, he said, no, you don't understand. He said, I want you to go in half with him, with me on the dog. And I says, oh man, Ronnie, I said, I'm going to tell you again, I won't do it. So I told him, let's sleep on it and we'll talk about it in the morning. And uh, we, I guess we went out with the dog one more time. We went out the next day again and the dog looked just as good as he did the day before. And uh, so we slept on it that night, and the next day, well, Ronnie says, well, what do you think? And I says, well, I'll be honest with you. I said, I'd sure rather own half of that dog than none of it. <laughs> so that's how Ronnie and I got started. And mm-hmm. uh, and I'll tell you what, um, these guys have really been good. I'm not kidding you. It's been a blast. We have fun doing this. We enjoy it. If 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 the dog screws up or one of us screws up or makes a mistake or a bad call, that's going to happen in every hunt or mm-hmm the chance every time you go out but nothing has ever said one way or the other hey that's how it goes yep. take it easy coming home and everything's good mm-hmm. but <laughs> they're rough on me though i can't make no mistakes i get they pile me boy <laughs> blake jared and jake they 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 i don't live it down they uh, they stay on me so Expect more out of you. You know that jealousy thing coming out again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So, what are some memorable hunts? I've got one that probably always stick out in my mind. Ronnie was scared to death. Blake was scared to death that Ronnie was going to kill him. It was at a world hunt, and it was the night before the world hunt. And uh, I think I'm going to let Blake or Ronnie take the rest of that story because <laughs> they definitely know what I'm talking about. All that Ronnie, he was handling the dog that weekend. <laughs> handle the dog i didn't get to handle all weekend yeah that one uh we were uh albany kentucky that's the story right that's the story and uh had the dog you know had the dogs out we're this little one level hotel and it was a real nice place (laughs) sounds (laughs) like it i only get the best for the boys you know and uh (laughs) 39.95 and uh I think my son was there with Devin. My son was with us on this hunt and Mark and Blake. And we had the dogs out letting them eat and stuff. And I had a water bowl there. And I told Devin, I said, when he's done drinking, scoot that water bowl and let Siri have some. And I just had Siri on the 
they had the high quality lawn furniture, some plastic chairs. So I just looped the lead over and I said, I got to run over to the store and grab something. Well, somehow that chair scooted and when it scooted, it totally freaked her out. Mm-hmm. And she, and when she t- lunged, the chair's chasing her. Yep. And I come out of the store and I see Blake running across the parking lot. And the first thing comes through mind, mind, what's these idiots doing? You know, they're always <laughs> clowning around, throwing something at each other, hitting each other, lead straps. Out. And I seen the look on his face like, this ain't good. And Devin, my son goes, Siri just ran away. So we go look and which way she went. It's just getting about dark. Yep, right about dusk. Right about dusk. And Blake actually seen her run over a hill little wooded area across the parking lot and across the four lane oh, and uh, the main drag of the town and uh and it went where she crossed went right up into a dead end alley i believe yeah it was a little dead end road along a cemetery and let me tell you this wasn't a good neighborhood and my boy had run sprinted as soon as he knew she went that way and there was some people out mm-hmm. on their you know out in a car and front porch there and uh the car took off so we looked and looked and my actually i me and my boy he took me down there and said this is the house i let you know where she was heading this car took off mm-hmm. from here well a guy happened to walk out and Devin goes that was one of the guys out we go uh, hey you happen to see a dog go by here and he goes no i haven't been out all night so, you know, you're thinking, oh, no. So uh, we looked and looked, and uh, we thought, you know, Blake thought he heard, or he called me. I go, where are you at? And he goes, oh, I don't know, you know. <laughs> so him and my son, they walked through. I think they both had Crocs on. Crocs and basketball shorts. Walking through. a, it, It's really grown up, and uh, I don't know how far they walked. It's a house dog, so, you know. But we looked all night. Uh, the police department there was awesome. They helped me look, and they they check in on me, call me, and uh, I'll let you take it from here, Blake, because you're kind of the one that uh, got hooked up. So it's daylight, and I look at Ronnie. I said, I'm not hunting today. After this, you know, we need to find Siri. He said, nope. He said, you've got that yellow dog ready. You need to hunt. So we draw out. He takes off to go look for Siri still. I hunt my cast. Was fortunate enough to get through. Well, I'm talking to the guide on the way back, and he tells us about a dog trader jockey down in that area. He said, you need to go check here. That happened to be related to the people that we that the house mm-hmm. that we seen the car leave. Yeah. So uh, I get back to the clubhouse, and I tell Ronnie, I said, hey, I said, this is what my guide told me. And he said, well, where is it at? I said, just chill. I said, I had already stopped a cop in town. And they were going out there because you know, it's a small town. Every yeah. everybody was aware. So I uh, I get drawn back out to semifinals, and Ronnie takes off back into town. And police officer called you. I'm gonna interrupt a minute. Everything's true so far, other than Ronnie calling me about 25 times, <laughs> saying he screwed up, he's scared to death. We're never gonna see her again. Yeah. Okay. Go and ahead. <laughs> so then when I didn't know uh, all this had gone with Blake at that time and until I got back to the club and he told me, and then the sheriff, the sheriff called. Well, they ended up taking, I think, the state patrol, the sheriff, and the uh, city police ended up going there. Well, in the meantime, I was going to have uh, 
Brian uh, Brian Leverage's dad was taking me. I was going to have him drop me off on the other side of a mountain that run into town, mm-hmm. and I was going to walk this whole ridge and uh, walk it back into town. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but we he was actually taking me to this dog trader's house. Okay. But the police officer happened to call on the way there mm-hmm. and said, where are you at? I think I got your dog. I go, what? He goes, I think you got your dog. I said, well, we just made, I want to take one more lap around the hotel. He goes, I'm right behind the hotel. And he goes, I'll meet you there in the parking lot. Pull in and here he come pulling. Siri's on the front seat <laughs> and going nuts when she's seen, I swear. And uh, when she left, she had a, one of the leather rolled leads, brass, and it was muddy and it rained down there. And, you know, the brass, I get her out in the lead. There was no rub. You know, you're running mm-hmm. a asphalt. You're going to have the brass wore down or the lead scratch. I mean, this, yeah, it was clean as a whistle. So <laughs> here he found her right down the street from the dog trader. So yeah, I think they put enough pressure on her, on them. Yeah, and I'm not kidding you. It wasn't. I hadn't left yet. I was getting in my truck to leave, and uh, the dog trader showed up. And he goes, did you get your dog? And I said, yeah. And he, he goes, thank goodness. I've had every law person in Kentucky here. <laughs> and so, but yep. I would say I'm not going to, you know, it was kind of fishy. So yeah. that was a, that was a win in itself, at least getting her yeah. back, you know, cause we never thought we'd see her again. Oh, I yeah. honestly didn't. So, like I said, I had got through the first round and I had got drawn out in the, in the semis mm-hmm. and this while, uh, Ronnie was in town there. And got lucky and got through the semis. So, you know, we're, we're on cloud nine. We got Siri back, and we got a dog in the finals. And uh, You Mark, had a shootout that day. Mark says, hey, he said, uh, we was getting ready to leave out for the finals. He said, can I, uh, can I go and do a play-by-play? And they, everybody agreed. So it was, uh, it was me, and I was hunting high voltage. And uh, Jeremy McQuarrie was hunting uh, the little live wire dog that Doyle Sherman owned at that time. And I, for the life of me, I can't remember the other dog. But we turned loose, and we had a 90-minute cast that was, was a pure shootout. Yeah. It was a squirrel tree in clinic. I mean, the live wire dog would get treed and bones would get treed, and it came down to the end, and uh, me and live wires tied, and I there's three minutes left, and we turned back loose. And uh, I told him, I said, I've got I've to get one more tree. And we turned loose, and he opened his mouth. I treat him. It was <laughs> I know it wasn't right, but I treat him. I had to roll the dice, and uh, he ended up treeing there, and we start to him, and he shut up, and they put the t- two on me, and we looked down, and he's he's trying to timber a squirrel, but we couldn't see the squirrel, so I took my minus, but that was a that was a fun hunt. Yeah, even even you know not winning a good hunt like that. Oh yeah way better than and you win with a circle tree or something right it's just not as good and uh i was with uh i spectated ronnie's cast the year he won the wtda world hunt with siri and uh, she put on a clinic that day i mean she went in there and was popping them up like popcorn tree and squirrels right around them and she blew through the country the last drop and uh i'd look to him i said you got this thing won buddy and we were we was on a quite a little roll right then, you know. Uh, it was Siri, Bones. Um, we was getting in the finals. Uh, well, we went what three or four hunts right there, and then we was we was getting Joe ready, and uh, 
That was at the WTDA World Hunt, and I don't remember if that was was that twenty. Twenty, I think. And Ronnie and was hunting Siri. He got in the finals, and Mark was hunting Joe, and he got in the finals. And trying to think what other dog king size. It was king size of Garrick Shads, mm-hmm. and it was a terrible day. I mean, it's cold, blowing. It's, you know, one of them days you know gray squirrels aren't going to move, and we turn loose, and Joe went through there seven hundred and gets treed and. Me and Ronnie looked at each other, and we said, well, he sat down a tree. He's going to have a squirrel. One squirrel is all it's going to take to win this final cast, and yeah. he did. I was telling Mark earlier, I hunted with Charlie, and it was kind of a misty, rainy, little nasty day, and uh, he just put on a clinic that day, and I think had like 1,300 or something, and he was just squirrel after squirrel after squirrel. It had a little rough start, but at, at, once he started in, it was – just he got on a roll. Yeah, that was Charlie style. He didn't pass a squirrel. I promise you that. Yeah, and he was he was, he was real nice. Tree every squirrel. It was him and another another little mountain cur. I was just guiding that cast, and uh, I I forget who what that dog was, but he said he he put on a clinic that day, and I remember Mark saying he goes, I think this is the best I've ever seen him look, but he was real young. That was before he even was a squirrel champion. Yeah, I'd probably if I had to pick one hunt that I probably. Uh, was a pretty cool hunt for me, uh, and this took. We'll take you back a few years on this one, and I was hunting a dog called Bud, and Mark was hunting a dog called Augie, and Mark had hunted Augie quite a bit. I think I think he might have gotten. I know Augie had five world hunt titles on him, and I think Mark put might have put all five on him or four out of five on him, and uh, Jay Overholt was in the. Uh, Finals with us, and I think he had dead end Hawkeye at that time. And Hawkeye was out of jukebox, Bud was out of jukebox, and Augie was out of jukebox. That's pretty cool. And uh, Jay had a wedding, something and thing that he had to go home on. So Mark and I hunted in the finals of the world hunt. It came down to the last tree of the day. Um, it was it was a great hunt, and it came down to the last tree of the day, and uh, this is still hard for me to say, but he beat me. <laughs> and uh, what was neat, uh, we had three three jukebox dogs in the finals of the world hunt. Got back to the clubhouse, and uh, Don Motes was the owner of WTDA, and he he uh, said after having three jukebox dogs in the finals, he uh, uh, he put a uh, jukebox in the Hall of Fame that night. Nice. So we had a really good day, good yeah, ride home. Definitely. You know? Yeah. So it was uh, it was all good, but. Yep, that was a that was a hunt you always remember. Mm-hmm. I think the people that you meet along the road at these hunts that you know you form a friendship with. To me, that means more than any any title, any amount of money. You know, um, there's several several people, and I, I couldn't even start to name them all off that we talk to on a a weekly basis. And you know, it's it's a great group of guys. It really is. No, I understand. That's getting to do this. I I completely understand that. I talk to a lot of people that I would never get to talk to, and become friends with people like all across the country and just great people. And it's definitely one of the best parts. So, what are you guys campaigning right now? Well, it's hard to quit on old uh, Siri and high voltage, so, <laughs> but we got a couple young females. We're gonna try to get get some hunts in on and. Uh, okay. 
we just got one back at, from uh, he's real young. He's not even a year old yet. We're going to start hunting him. And Yep. Uh, we got two other little young male dogs also. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you guys prefer male hunting males or females? I prefer a female, but they, I think Chuck prefers males. Blake prefers males. But I like females. But okay. Except when it comes, you know, that twice a year that gets yep. you at the most. <laughs> Unopportune times. Yeah, right. Yep. Oh, you should see Ronnie right before a world. Hunt. Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you what. Every time that uh, he thinks that dog's peeing too much in the woods, he's checking her out. And sometimes we don't even get to hunt, or she doesn't <laughs> get to hunt because he's checking her so much because he's nervous. That's definitely the worst. But I, I don't know. I've always been that way with any kind of dog. If it was a beagle, if it was a coonhound, I've always like. I don't know. I like females. Or I think they're more getting to the business earlier at an earlier age. They mature faster. I think. I don't know. Like I said, it just might be one of them things. It's just me, but I was just curious because you had a, you guys have had a lot of males, but then you've had some some females uh, as well. Babe was unbelievable. The babe, the babe dog was one of our favorites. She even had a little bit of a yak in her voice, and almost uh, when she hit that on a cold morning, and it would come down with a big yak and a crack at the end of it. Um, she pulled a lot of dogs. That dog thought she has to have a bear treat over there, and. Uh, she was a real deal. She was. Siri's a real deal. So we've had a, a couple of our dogs just been, as far as the female side goes, really well. Uh, a female, I always say this, a uh, male dog will make you famous. Yeah. But a female dog will keep you famous. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a really a lot of, whole bunch of truth to that. And uh, it's just kind of like, like right now, uh, Blake, high voltage is his his dog he's got the handle on that dog that's what he's gonna do and and ronnie's got siri right now and mark's got uh uh, joe right now so i mean everybody kind of sets in on their own dog now i'm Mm -hmm. not saying they won't handle another dog yeah if they can't go or whatever one of them might switch Mm -hmm. but most of the times they're set in on you want to say the dog they've been handling yeah makes sense everybody's got their own little quirks they like certain ways you know how it is Mm -hmm. You can't let Jake and, or you can't let Blake and uh, Ronnie go hunting together even to this afternoon because they're still arguing who treat first and who had the <laughs> most points. And, he uh, never can find my squirrels yeah, either. Yeah. I don't know why. You got to have them. For Blake's you to find got them. these sunglasses <laughs> that look like a horse blinders when it comes time to search for Ronnie's squirrel. Yeah. You know, it's to me being uh, bringing in, you know, in the later years. Never in a million years when I went and bought that Brindle pup would I have thought I would have got the opportunities that these guys have made possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have fun, I'll tell you that. I mean, that's awesome. And these guys are jokesters. And, <laughs> you know, my son in law, Jared, he'll hunt a dog too. And uh, I remember one time I was trying to get ready for a hunt, you know, and I'm pretty serious. I'm trying to listen to the dogs see what you're doing trying to figure out what i don't even remember what dog i was hunting at the time and, i knew it was judy poor okay <laughs> and uh these two are over here hitting each other with saplings and you know throwing hickory nuts at each other and i go guys come on i'm trying to get a dog ready this i said this is like being on a field trip with two fourth graders <laughs> and that's where i got the name chaperon <laughs> so, but I mean, even on our, you know, we've traveled a lot of miles together, and it's never a dull moment, let me tell you. And Blake's probably saved me. I get a little road rage sometimes. and uh, But 
Yeah, we ha- we have fun. We definitely have fun doing it. Yeah. We was at a hunt. It wasn't very long after Chuck had just bought his new Toyota. He sends us to the hunt. And this thing probably ain't got 5,000 miles on it at this point. Yeah, probably not. And uh, we had to Baja a little bit on a coon hunt. And up until about a week ago, I still don't think Chuck thought we were serious. They sent him a video, and he thought it was one on. Uh, they got on the Internet. <laughs> yeah, there was water... Halfway up the truck door. <laughs> it was his new tundra. Uh, and believe me, these guys, there's no seriousness in them. Uh, it's like they'll make a laugh out of the worst thing that happened. They might be mad at a moment, but pretty soon they're making fun of what happened. And they sent me this video, and, yeah, it's the same color as my truck and all that kind of stuff. But Yeah, it was definitely your truck. Well, <laughs> Blake got married last week, and so the truth come out. They said, well, we might as well tell you that was your truck. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, one last thing I want to touch on is it looks like you guys have a blast every year. You guys have this meat hunt. I want to know a little more about it because it looks like a blast. Well, that's what it's supposed to be, I guess. Um, it's like it started with maybe you could have three three team members. You can have four. It's Everybody throws into a pot, so you can kill your limit of squirrels, and then they uh, – they weigh them at the end of the day, and you can hunt with dogs or without dogs. Most everybody hunts with dogs. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't have to come and check in in the morning or anything like that. You can hunt from your house or with your buddy's house. And we give so many points for a, a, every squirrel you bring in, and we give you a ticket. And so many, so many if you tree and shoot a coon, okay, you get so many tickets for that. And then it, it goes into a raffle. Uh, we sell some raffle tickets for a couple guns, and and then we split the money up a little bit, and we give out some maybe some jukebox gear at the. Uh, we have a big feed at the end of the at the end of the day, but it really is fun. It's a day of hunting, and it's just fun again. And there's guys that actually traveled out of state. The last one he had, so mm-hmm. yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it kind of really grew from just a real, something real small, <laughs> a couple of neighborhood guys to, yeah, got. I know uh, Alan Franklin, Adam Loudon, I think, Kenny yeah. Smith come over. and I mean, yeah. I, I think the last one there was 18 or 19 teams. Yeah. But it is, it kind of back to what we've been saying from the very beginning. It's no one is safe in this. Don't think that if you come that you won't get picked on some way, <laughs> somehow you'll be made fun of and. Sometimes we'll send you home. Um, we're laughing, but you might not be. But that's as long as we're laughing, we're happy. There you go. Well, if someone's interested in a jukebox spread mountain cur, how do they find you guys? Uh, probably the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. If you just go to Jukebox Kennel. Okay. You can message us on the page. Usually it'll be Mark or me or, or Blake, Blake or yeah. us that'll get yeah. back with you and send yeah. you in the right direction. So. I'll send you on to probably to talk to me but sometimes me and siri and the rest of those phone people don't get along very well you know you don't have to use siri to text right (laughs) yeah well she doesn't always listen to me but i guess she's a lot like jody too so (laughs) i'm used to it well i appreciate you guys sitting down with me you can find me on facebook and instagram at tree talking media and until next time keep them talking in the timber